0: to stacking the box with matt verdoram and sterling holmes i am sterling holmes a long time off but we are back and we are back in a great way Verderam, how are you
3: i'm good man it's been uh it's been a hell of a trip I was down in phoenix for eight days and got back at 1:20 in the morning knocked out a radio spot went you know my daughter woke up um it was actually funny. So my daughter made she woke up at like two o'clock. in The morning. she heard me doing the radio spot, and she uh, she was like, you know, she gave me a hug. Hey, can I stay up? I'm like, no, nobody's staying up. Like we're going to bed, but I'll hang out there for a few minutes and in my office because I'm a nerd. I have both for baseball and for football. I have these like magnetic standings boards that I've had since I was a kid. Well, the baseball one had since I was a kid. The football enterprise is like college, but that's no matter. So the football one is more detailed than anybody should ever own. And so it has, like, these magnets for each team. And ironically, for work, it actually helps me because I can see it from my desk. And I'm like, well, it, it'll help. Like, I can just look up quick and see, okay, who's playing who. And I can see the the, the schedule and the standings. And but anyway, there's a spot on the board to move these magnetic helmets. For like, when the team that wins the Super Bowl, you put it there. And so Maisie, all year long, has been asking me, like, if the, if if the when the Super Bowl's over, can I move the helmet there? I'm like, yeah, sure, honey. And then he's like, the year is going along. Obviously, the Chiefs are competitive. And she's like, all right, if the Chiefs win, can I do it? Sure. Two o'clock in the morning, she's like, hey, Dad, I'm glad you're home. I missed you. I'm like, yeah, I missed you too, honey. Can we go downstairs so I can move the helmet? <laughs> sure, Maisie. So I took her downstairs, picked her up. She, you know, she moved a little home. And she was very happy. So it's official now that Chiefs are Super Bowl champions. Um, but I am, that's a long way, man. I'm tired, but I'm good, man. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing great, man. I think my favorite radio hit was in New Zealand. Of all places, New Zealand. Wow, when getting called mate the whole time was awesome. Hilarious. It was, it was just so fun, man. It's just, this was a classic Super Bowl. Even if you aren't a fan of the Chiefs, if you're not a fan of the Eagles, just sure. to watch this game unfold, it wasn't like Tampa Bay versus the, the Chiefs a couple of years ago when it was a blowout. It wasn't the 13-3 to 3 game of the Patriots versus Rams a few seasons ago as well. This was an all-timer. This was an all-time game. It was. 38-35, thir- came down to the wire. Where does this rank for you, just as far as the game itself? How much better could it have even
3: been? You know, look. There's two schools of thought that let's just hit off the top. There will be people who will forever remember this game as Mahomes and Hurts going back and forth and Mahomes ultimately making some plays down the stretch. There will also be people who will remember it for that, but they'll also remember it for that holding on third down. Right? I mean, that that's reality. Some people will think of it that way. I choose to feel like it's a little bit of both. Um, I mean, you can't talk about that Super Bowl without talking about that penalty, but I, I will say this. It's a really unfortunate bit of timing. It was a penalty. I mean, James Bradbury said it was a penalty. Now, I don't want to get too in the weeds of the penalty. As far as the game itself goes, how great was it? Um, I've been watching the Super Bowl. Not, as you all know, I love history, so I, but I won't go that far down. I've been watching the Super Bowl since, like, Super Bowl twenty-eight. That's the first one I kind of remember watching part of. In my lifetime, I would say that for the whole game, I think – The best Super Bowl I ever saw is probably that Pat Seahawks game. Mm -hmm. That game was probably the best, and it had a crazy ending. Um, Giants-Pats, the year the Giants knocked them off and they were undefeated because of how important it was to. After that, man, you could start having the argument, in my opinion. Like, Rams-Titans, was that a better game? I mean, it had a great ending. It was an incredible ending. Um, Maybe. Maybe you want to put that game ahead of it. Um. Uh, some people say Steelers, Cardinals, but look. I think let's put it this way. I think all time, it's a top ten Super Bowl. It's mm-hmm. top ten. Now you, yeah, you know, wherever you want to put it in that group, fine. It helps historically that Mahomes was in it because he's one of the great quarterbacks ever. Like people remember it more because he was involved in the game and they won. Um, where would where would you put it? Man, easy top ten. Yeah. Easy top 10.
0: Definitely the top. Um, I, Again, I need to go back. I don't have the plethora of former knowledge that you have. I'm not going to pretend I do. I'm not going to pretend yeah. I watched yeah. Super Bowl 7. I'm 28 years old. I don't have the same the same memories even of Super Bowl 28 that you have. So I can't sit here and pretend. But in my lifetime, you know, Steelers and the Cardinals was obviously a classic. Um, you mentioned yeah. a few others, but this game in 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 my mind, the way it was back and forth came down to the wire. I think for the most part, Carl Sheffers actually stayed out of this game. I had a tweet in the first half that said, is Carl Sheffers actually having a good game? Because he was. Jalen Hurts played like an MVP. It it was an amazing game, just back and forth. Um, The storylines were incredible. The first drive for both teams. Jason Kelsey dominating, bulldozing his way. For a touchdown, as the as the Eagles scored on the ground, Well, then Travis Kelsey scores his own touchdown. You have the brothers right there off the bat. This was back and forth the entire time. I mean, this was everything you wanted in a Super Bowl.
3: Oh no, question. Honestly, it was crazy early in the game. The amount of physicality in the game was jarring. I mean, the Chiefs were just the first play of the game. The Eagles fumbled the ball went out of bounds, but you know they they were just hitting. Aggressively, I mean, it was uh, it was a great game, and you know, it's a weird thing that, like, you know, Jalen Hurts really in that game. I think a lot of people went in saying, "All right, if the Eagles don't win this game, it might be because he's hurt. He doesn't play particularly well." He was unbelievable. I mean, he. Re- I know he had the fumble that that went the other way, and that's got to be counted. I mean, that's a huge play in the game. Like, that's a huge, huge play. I mean, that you can't just you can't gloss over that, but. I thought beyond that play, he was brilliant in the game. He, I, I, That game went a lot of the way I thought it would go except for him, really. I thought that if the Eagles couldn't get the Mahomes and I thought the Chiefs would scheme around, I thought the Chiefs would score a million points in this game, which they did. I also thought that the Chiefs would come up to the line of scrimmage and get downhill and take away that run game, which they largely did, 3.6 yards of carry. What I didn't think would happen was Hurts throwing the ball for over 300 yards in the game. That was where I was surprised. I mean, I give him a lot of credit. And, and a lot of it, look, they had the one-blown coverage with Snead down the sideline. A lot of it was like dying throws to Goddard, like crazy throws to Goddard. You know, the, the deep ball to A.J. Brown into double coverage. You know, hey, listen, make, make him make a play, right? And he makes that play. Um, like some people are like, well, it's a bad throw. It's not if you got A.J. Brown down there, right? I mean, it's not yeah. bad anymore, Um I thought her – I mean, the Eagles were 13 of 20 on third and fourth downs. Third, If somebody had said that to you going to the game, you would have been like, that ain't good, right? Like, she's probably going to lose by by multiple scores. I thought the sequence had changed the game. And even though it didn't immediately, because the Eagles actually rebounded right away, but I think in the, in the final analysis of it changed the game. Eagles got the ball up 14-7. They're driving. They're over midfield, just, just over midfield. And they have a third and one. And for all the world, they're just going to sneak the ball over with that little rugby play and get a fresh set of the downs. And Sam moved and it turned into third and six. And the next play was the play that Bolton gets the ball and runs in for a touchdown. That game could have easily been 21 7, you know, maybe even just 17 7, whatever. Could have been two scores there. The Eagles then scored the next points. But. It allowed the Chiefs to be in the game at halftime, where I don't know if they would have been the way that game was going. It allowed them to regroup, and then they came out and they dominated in the second half of the game. But I thought that two-play sequence, one play that's very obvious, one that a lot of people forget even happened, I thought really changed the tenor of that game and gave the Chiefs a chance when maybe they wouldn't have had it had that penalty have not occurred.
1: You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.
0: What was wild going into this game, all the talk was around the Eagles offensive line and the Eagles defensive line. Uh, we can talk about the field later if you want, but both teams played on that field. It was the world's most expensive slip and slide. It was it was it was, brutal. Uh, it was bad, brutal, but, but the Chiefs' offensive line, especially Andrew Wiley and Orlando Brown Jr., deserve so much credit. Andrew Wiley got so much bleep from Chiefs fans all season long. Um, I was trying to tell folks he's not great, but he's not paid to be great. Look at his contract. Tell you he, what. He played like an elite right tackle in this game. He, he stonewalled Hassan
3: Reddick. He made himself a lot of money in that Super Bowl. Made himself a lot of money because some team is going to give him a nice little contract after that game. Like I, he was great. He was great. I mean, they look and I and I get. It. I've seen a lot of people. Well, you know, the field was slippery. I got news for you, man. It was slippery for everybody. Like it wasn't. It wasn't like it was just slippery under Hassan Reddick's cleats. Like it was slippery everywhere. <laughs> Um and look, that's a game too where, you know, look, the one thing I don't like is when people go back and they relitigate these games, like it's a Zapruder film, they're like, Well, you know what? This, you know, he slipped on this plate. Who cares? I mean, if he slipped because he's going wide, like so Mahomes might step up and throw a 50 yard bomb. Like, you don't know. <laughs> like, I mean, it, it's yeah. like it's like some guaranteed sack and he fell over. And then there's also, too, like, you know, I thought in real time it was going to be called incomplete. So I'm not complaining about it by any means. Miles Sanders, I think it was who it was. Maybe it was Gainwell. I can't remember. It might have been Gainwell. He caught that ball and then fumbled and then Bolton ran it back for a touchdown. Now I get it. In the NFL, he's got to have three steps and he's got to make a move and he's got to accept Jesus Christ into his heart and all this. Cra- <laughs> and then if he loses control, I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Like when I was growing up, that's a fumble and a touchdown. Like it just is. Like he caught the ball, he turned up field, got rocked. Then there was another play, which was far more egregious. I actually think by the letter of the law, they, they got that call right. The Chiefs' second drive, where Smith-Schuster was just tackled on third down in the middle of the field, and even Greg Olson was like, yeah, he got away with one there. Like, Now, that happens early in the game, so nobody's going to talk about it. And the Chiefs won, so nobody's going to talk about it. But like to me, the chief that should have been a first down, a fresh set of downs. And like the way the game was going, they probably would have gone down the field, or I shouldn't say probably. They could have gone down the field. Very well could have gone down the field and scored points. Like, and then that holding call at the end means nothing, right? So, like, it's a weird thing. I think in the end, the right team won the game. The Chiefs dominated them up front from an offensive standpoint. The Chiefs ran for, what, 160-some-odd yards?
0: Yeah, you know, they, six they, yards a carry. It, it was just dominated.
3: a – I mean, they, they displaced Philadelphia's front all night. Even They very rarely – not only did they get a sack, they really rarely pressured him. Like, it really was not even a game where Mahomes was making a lot of moves to get out at the rest, maybe two or three times. Um, the Chiefs deserved to win that football game. More yards per play. I mean, you look at it and say, well, total yards. Part of that's because the Chiefs had a scoop and score. So the Eagles just got the ball right back. And that doesn't count as yardage for the Chiefs. Um, I thought it was a phenomenal game, and I thought the right team won in the end. I really do.
0: Yeah. 100% with you. I will say, as a Mizzou alum, slightly salty, even though I do think it was the right call in the end, of Nick Bolton not getting that second touchdown because that took Super Bowl MVP realistically yeah, away from him.
3: Take, take a second, though. Thoughts on Nick Bolton in that game?
0: Incredible. And I went in saying he's going to be the guy, and I know no one wanted to hear it. It's not the defensive line for Kansas City. It's not the secondary, but with the RPO, if you're the green dot, you're the guy, you have to think and you have to process extremely quick. Is it a run? Is it a pass? Is Jalen Hurts keeping it? What's going on? He did that and then some in this game.
3: He was phenomenal. You could make a very real argument he was the best player in the, on the field in the game. Mm-hmm. He was the best defensive player on the field. It's not even close. The only people who I'd even put in the conversation were the quarterbacks. Now, obviously, the quarterbacks had more of an impact, but in terms of just how well you could play in that game, Bolton was unbelievable. I mean, he, he scored once. He could have scored twice. He It felt like every time they needed a play, Nick Bolton was there, coming downhill. I mean, on games 24-21, Eagles are in the red zone. Who makes a third down stop to get off the field? Nick Bolton in coverage, which is always the thing. You're like, well, he's not a coverage. It wasn't that play. He was unbelievable in that game. Unbelievable. Um he, he was – there was a lot of talk this year about Nick Bolton in the, in the Chiefs world, right? I mean, oh, you know, he's regressing. I'll tell you what, if it wasn't for Mahomes, who was rightfully the MVP, it would have been Nick Bolton, in my opinion. Like, he would have been the MVP of the game. He was tremendous on Sunday night. Uh, before we get into more just
0: general talk as far as looking forward as well, what this means for both teams, I want to give a yeah. shout-out to the Eagles and James Bradbury in particular. That takes stones – to admit that that was a penalty, you stay in there for 20 minutes, answer questions, and he took it like a man. Uh, you got to give that guy a lot of credit because I know deep down he's probably going to look back and say, man, there wasn't a ton, but to own up to it in that situation, that takes some stones. Uh, Jalen Hurts, the entire organization, I actually haven't seen a lot of Philly fans complain that much about the penalty. They're talking about how, well, we have the number one ranked defense and you get torched in the second half. It seems to be a lot of the national media trying to drive this divide. It seems uh, some Cincinnati Bengals fans trying to start this divide. Uh, That's a lot some of, sad shit. A lot of seeing that, at least <laughs> from what I've, it, Twitter, what I've just seen on Twitter. This is what I've just seen on Twitter. So got to give a shout out to them because they played a great game. They have a bright future. Howie Roseman might be GM of the year and, and deservedly so. I mean, he had a great job uh, just building this team. Jalen Hurts took the next step. Bradbury answering questions like a man. I uh, just want to give a shout-out to them and that organization.
3: Absolutely. Um, they had a great year. And, I, you know, I'll be honest. I kind of I picked the game 31-23. And I kind of quietly went into the game. I thought the Chiefs might put it on them because I just thought they would score a lot of points and that Hurts wouldn't be able to keep up throwing the ball in the game. And I'll tell you what, I was wrong. He was great. He was unbelievable. Um, I will say – We can't go any further without saying this, because I agree with everything the Eagles. I have nothing to add. I think their future is bright. We're going to talk about it in a minute. Andy Reid in the second half of that game, that is the best I've ever seen him coach. They had the Eagles on skates to honestly, like not even from a Chiefs fan's perspective, just breaking down the game, like to a comical degree. Two of the touchdowns, you'll never see a guy more open. It was unbelievable. How I mean, they schemed those two guys so open. Mahomes basically just had to throw it anywhere near those two receivers, and it was a walk-in touchdown. Everything about it, you know, what that that speaks to scouting and Eric Beni. By the way, I forgot, I think it was in the Athletic. I saw it. Like he was a big part of like them figuring out those motion calls and how the Eagles were kind of. I, I think it was also Dan Olsky pointed out. It's called the rock and roll concept where the corner essentially goes back to play deep safety and the safety runs down on the opposite side to cover the jet sweep. Like the Chiefs basically realized that and we're like, all right, you want to do that? We're going to run it. Like we're going to run a jet sweep and you're going to start doing it without even thinking. And then he's just going to pivot and turn around catchable. Like you look at it and go, yeah, okay. That, that, yeah, that's a simple enough adjustment. That, nobody does that. Like no, you would never think to do that. They did it twice essentially. And just caught the Eagles completely napping on both of them. Mahomes was 13 of 14 in the second half of the game. Like it was. And the it, incompletion was a throwaway out yeah, of the end. Zone. And and <laughs> they for once in his life, Andy did not abandon the run. They were like, We don't care. We can get downhill on you all night. Pacheco, the one play in that game that'll get forgotten because it became really irrelevant. Gardner Johnson hit him about as hard as I've ever seen a safety hit a running back. I mean, he hit him 10 yards with a head of steam. Pacheco, how he didn't fumble the ball, I have no idea. Because you know a play like that, you're not even looking at the safety. I mean, he was still at the line of scrimmage. Like, you're looking for the backer. But I really thought that was the best possible game plan in the second half. They could not, I mean, they were balanced. They were efficient. They, Andy Reid did everything in the second half of that game that we always complain, like, why don't they run the ball more? Why don't they do? It was perfect. It was absolutely perfect. And it was, if not the biggest reason, other than me, Mahomes, the second biggest reason they won the game.
1: What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket
0: Let's look a little bit more uh, overarching here. We're going to talk more about the game, obviously. This is a NFL podcast here. We'll talk more on the Arrowhead Addict podcast about the game specifically. But sticking with the Kansas City Chiefs here, they've won two in four years. They've been to three in four years. They're starting to have rumorings and rumblings of a dynasty. Does this solidify them as a dynasty in your mind?
3: It doesn't. It doesn't. I think they need to win one more Super Bowl in the next you know two years or so. Um now I'll say this. I think it depends on your definition of it, because what a dynasty is now is gonna look different than the Steelers in the 70s and the Packers in the 60s, where like there's no free agency, there's no cap. Like, if you had a great team, you could just keep it together as long as you wanted. There was like nobody, nobody in the 70s was making a Tyreek Hill type decision. You didn't have to. You paid them whatever the hell you wanted. It wasn't allowed to go anywhere. You Had a reserve clause, like you just couldn't do. It, it was it was easier than if you had a great team. So you just keep it together for eight nine years. I think they are one of the greatest teams of all time. Like I sat there and I thought about it, and I wrote this in my column as well. In the Super Bowl era, they're not as good historically speaking as the Packers of the '60s, Steelers of the '70s. Niners of the 80s, Cowboys of the 90s, or the Pats of the 2000s. Those are five teams. You could have an argument about anybody else after that. You could talk about the last Pats team that went to three straight and won two. Like, is this more impressive or less impressive? Because this team has now gone to three and four, and they've won two. I would argue that this is, at this point, more impressive than what that Pats team did. I know they went to three straight. I get it. This team went to three out of four and won two. It's more sustainable. You can at least – but if you want to argue that, fine. The 71 to 73 Dolphins went to three straight, one two, um, but they never went back to an AAC title game before or after that. Like, I would argue at this point the Chiefs' sustainability matters more. The Broncos won two straight in the 90s, but never did anything before or after it. Like, I would argue personally, my belief is in the Super Bowl era, this is the sixth best team in NFL history. So if you want to say that's a dynasty, I'm okay with that. I think you need one more. I think three and you are out and above. You are at that point unarguable, right? It's it's You've, you've done it. But I will say this. I think Sunday night etched them in history both from a team perspective and I think it etched them in history with Mahomes. Yeah. Mahomes now having two and being as iconic as he is, He now goes into a whole nother conversation. And I I don't think that is arguable.
0: Yeah, I I would say it's the makings of a dynasty, but not quite there yet, it's a mini dynasty. Five straight AFC championships, right? You have that going for you. You you have, uh, you know, two Super Bowl wins, but I think it's that third one that third one that really takes you to the dynasty title. I don't want to just throw out the word dynasty because we're living right now in the moment. The moment's fantastic, not going to lie. But you have to look back. And if you look back and there's only two, I think you have the makings of a almost dynasty, of a mini dynasty. But getting into Mahomes, you brought it up. What does this do for his legacy? Because in my mind, if he retired right now, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, no question about it.
3: He is, and I, I think you, you perfectly led in what I was going to say, which is, listen, at this juncture, I'm 100% in agreement. Like, if he walked away tomorrow, he's in the Hall of Fame five years from now. Like, there's, there's no argument. He's a two-time MVP. He's a two-time Super Bowl MVP. He is a two-time world champ. The only other quarterbacks that can say that in NFL history are Joe Montana and Tom Brady. That's it. I mean, that's what you're talking about. He's a five time Pro Bowl in five years. I, I don't, I mean, what else could he possibly have to prove? Right? I mean, 50 touchdowns, 5,000 yards twice, passing leader, touchdowns leader twice. I mean, it's now his career becomes about chasing ghosts, chasing Montana, chasing Brady. Nick Wright, who is, uh, obviously on Fox Sports 1, who's been on the pod before and who also is is tremendous and a huge Chiefs fan. Um, he and his cohorts on his show, First Things First, were arguing that Mahomes is already the third best quarterback of all time. I I don't know if I would say that yet you could. Like, I think Peyton Manning deserves – I mean, man won five MVPs. Like, I, I don't want to just throw Peyton Manning in the dustbin yet. Johnny Unitas – Pretty damn great career. Now, that's where you start getting into, like, the eras and how you compare them. Like, Sammy Ball revolutionized the position. The man played in the 40s. Like, I like I don't know how you square that. Like, if you're talking about compared to generations and Sammy Ball goes way, you know, he goes way up toward the top of the list. If you're talking about, like, who I want in the game tomorrow, Sammy Ball or Patrick Mahomes, like, I would take, like, Jerick McKinnon playing quarterback. Over <laughs> so, it depends on how you view things. I will say this, though. Um, this now becomes about legacy for him. He He's one of the greatest, at least in, in my opinion, at least, no matter how you slice it, a top five quarterback ever. Now you get into, if he wins a couple more and he catches Montana, then I think he he, he supersedes Montana. I, but see, all of this taken, I'm curious, I do not think he needs to win seven to be the greatest quarterback of all time. If he gets to four, I think you can have that conversation. Like, look, Brady won a couple more, but like, who would you take? You you take him, right? Like Bill Russell won 11 titles. Man's one of the greatest NBA players of all time. There's not many souls alive who are like, I take Bill Russell over Michael Jordan, right? Like you wouldn't, you would take Michael Jordan. To me, Brady's more of the Russell and Mahomes is more of the Jordan. Like, I don't know. Did you see his Jimmy Kimmel spot
0: yesterday? I did not see that spot, but I think your breakdown is very astute. Tom Brady is more like Bill Russell, the ultimate champion. Yes. While Mahomes, and by the way, there was this talk a while ago with Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. When, when Aaron Rodgers, early on in his career, he got that one. Folks were talking about Aaron Rodgers being more talented, right? That yes. was the original talk. We know how Aaron Rodgers' career, uh, I wouldn't say it's obviously finished yet, but it's, it's towards the tail end. Hard pressed to believe he gets another one, but Mahomes now has that too, and he is still very young. And this was supposed to be a retooling year for Kansas City. the The door is wide, wide open. He does not have to get seven in my mind, but you have to at least get four. You have to get four. If you're not at four, at least it's difficult to have that conversation. Again, quarterback isn't the only position in the field. QB wins and losses is not the best statistic, but at some point, championships do matter. Rings do matter. You have to at least be in the stratosphere for it to matter and to count.
3: Yeah, I think it for sure. Um, and the reason I brought up, I asked you, was Kimmel was he talked about, you know, he's like, you know, what were you thinking at halftime? Are you thinking if you were going to play, and Mahomes was like, oh, I was going to play, like whatever it took, I was going to be out there. And that's I brought up because it reminded me of like something like Michael Jordan. Like he was almost offended to Kim, asked him like, "Would you go out?" We were, were thinking about whether you were going to be able to play. He's like, "Kidding me? Of course I was going to play." Um, no, I think look, you always get these people too who are like, "Well, rings, you know, Super Bowl and quarterback wins don't matter." I got news for you; those people, like they don't vote for the Hall of Fame and they don't have these conversations. Like, look, sorry, man, they matter. They do. Like. To the victor, go the spoils. It's a cliche, but it's true. Nobody gives a shit if you lost a bunch of AFC championship games and it wasn't your fault. Nobody cares. You know, like nobody's sitting there and going, you know, Chris Jones is three and two in AFC championship games. Nobody cares. He's not a quarterback. Like if you're a quarterback, it matters. It every time you, Dan Marino is one of the best players of all time. And what gets brought up every time you talk about Dan Marino within 30 seconds, man. Can't believe he never won one. It does. It's not fair, but it's true. If Mahomes had lost that game to Philadelphia, we would be sitting here saying, "Man, he's unbelievable." But like, he's one and two in the Super Bowl. You know, is it more like Elway who went two and three than it is Brady who went seven and three? Like, those games define you as a quarterback. They do. They don't define any other position. Nobody cares that Antonio Gates never got to a Super Bowl. People care immensely what quarterbacks do and they care if they got to the Super Bowl and they care if they won it. Mahomes winning that game and getting to two and one cements his legacy. Now it's about how how far he can reach.
0: Yeah. I, I want to switch gears really quickly and talk about the Eagles and what they've built this season. Do you expect them to be back next year and for the future? Where where do you think their future lies Jalen Hurts on a rookie contract. Harry Roseman, the GM, did a great job. Right. They also, to an extent, though, went, I don't want to say all in this year, because obviously they have a lot of young pieces, but they brought in AJ Brown. Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, and dominican Sue. These guys are older. Uh James Bradbury and Darius Slay, great corners. They're also getting slightly older. What do you think of this Eagles team in their future?
3: Look, I think for the Eagles, Howie Roseman, to me, by the way, and I wrote about him and Brett Feach Super Bowl week, I think they're the two best gems in the league. I really do. Um, I would have said that before the season. I certainly say it now. Howie Roseman is going to figure out the Hurts contract. I can't imagine they don't come to some kind of extension. Also, keep in mind, Howie was burned by the Carson Wentz deal years ago. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to figure out a little bit of a way to maybe safeguard against that and not have someone dead cap just in case Hurts would get injured. Or fall off for whatever reason. The big question for me this offseason with the Eagles is going to be what are you doing with your defense? Because Hargrave's a free agent. Bradbury's a free agent. Gardner Johnson's a free agent. Sue is a free agent. Vol Joseph is a free agent. And then there's questions about Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham. What are you doing? If you look at, excuse me, if you look at situation for the Eagles, they're about 8 million in space right now. Okay, Now, if you look at some of their, hey, where could they save money? I mean, there's not a lot of contracts. You're like, oh, they could cut that guy and save money. There's really not. I mean, most of these guys are pretty locked in. It's going to be hard for them to open up a ton of space without extensions and restructuring, Um, and restructuring can be dangerous because then you're moving money down the line. So, you know, the question also is like, do some of these guys retire? You know, I I don't know, um, and that's where, you know, you're you bringing a guy like Jason Kelsey, but the Eagles have two first round picks, including the number ten pick in the draft. They've got a great young quarterback in Hurts. They've got two awesome receivers. They've got players all over the field. Like I, to me. I still look at the Eagles and say, yeah, I don't see them being some one-year wonder. They're going to be very good. Do they get back to, back to the Super Bowl? I don't know. That's really hard to do. But they, they're they going to be there. They're going to be right in that mix.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree. They, they are extremely talented. The NFC is definitely not as deep as the AFC. Jalen Hurts put to rest all the questions in my mind. Uh, going into this year, I said, the Eagles have maybe the best team in the NFL outside of quarterback. Well, guess what? Jalen Hurts was the MVP or uh, top two for MVP the entire season up until his injury. I mean, it's been incredible what they have done. They will be back. You and I both have immense respect, like you said, for Harry Roseman. They'll find ways. Yes, they have some older guys. Yes, they have some guys who are going to be free agents, but what team doesn't? Every team has free agents. Every team has to make decisions when it's time to move on, when it's time to bring these guys back. Um, They will be back the Eagles will be back.
3: I think they're really well positioned. And, you know, I got to be honest. Like, sometimes you watch the Super Bowl and you're like, all right, that team got here, but they're kind of outclassed. The Eagles were not outclassed in that game. They lost, but they weren't outclassed. You know, I they – I really honestly felt going into that game that the Eagles were going to have a really hard time with the Chiefs offensively, and they did. The Chiefs did what they wanted to do on offense. But I give Sirianni and – Steichen, who's now, by the way, the offensive coordinator, is going to go take the Colts' job, or has taken the Colts' job as their head coach. I give them a lot of credit, man. Like, I never thought in a million years they'd throw the ball like that in the Chiefs. The Chiefs, that's the first time all year that Trent McDuffie's been on the field for a game that the Chiefs have given up 300 yards passing it. Like, that's the most points the Chiefs gave up all year long. Mm Mm-hmm. Hertz was fantastic. Like and, and some of it really, you were like, man, I'm like how the hell? That throw he made that the Chiefs actually challenged and, and it was called a catch. I think rightfully so. This is one of the best throws I've seen like long. When he threw that ball, like, oh, he's getting picked. Like, I mean, there were two guys. They were all over him. And it didn't matter. So Hertz, I thought it was literally the best game I've ever seen him play. And not because he, I haven't seen him play well before, but I just thought he took it to a whole nother level in that game. Um you got a guy who can play like that Super Bowl against a coordinator who really knows how to change it up and dial it up? I'm all for I will say this. The one thing I'm concerned about Philly going forward, and I've, and I've said this all year long, so this isn't just about the Super Bowl. Jonathan Gannon as a coordinator scares the hell out of me. Like, how do you not make any adjustments in that game ever? At any point. Like, nothing changes. The Chiefs are just like, all right, that's great. We're going to go for eight yards of play in the second half because you're not going to change anything. He, to me, was – I said all week I thought that could be the weak spot in this game for Philly. They, they play a very predictable scheme, and if they don't get home in this game, Mahomes is just going to kill him. And that's exactly what happened. So that's the only concern I have. Like if the talent level – like if they lose some of those free agents I was talking about, if the talent level dips on defense and they play a schedule where, you know, they're playing more top-tier quarterbacks next year – and by the way, they play at Arrowhead next season, that might be the season opener – Imagine that, like, that is the one concern I have. But I think otherwise, they're loaded. They'll be great again.
0: Yeah, uh, I want to go back to our talk about—I don't want to say dynasty, but—but but our talk about Super Bowls. And with Kansas City, if I set the over/under that Mahomes gets at four and a half, four and a half, what side are you taking? Uh, the
3: over. I mean, he's gone to the Super Bowl 60% of the years he started. Like, the concern would be that eventually Andy won't be his coach. And eventually Travis Kelsey's not going to be good for 1,300 yards and 10 touchdowns. And then what happens? You know, I mean, Brady was fortunate, man. He had Belichick the entire time with him. You know, Bradshaw always had Noel. Starr always had Lombardi, or at least for the most part. And by the way, when he didn't have Lombardi anymore. He fell off a cliff. Um... Now, Montana won with Seifert, and they were still unbelievable. So, you know, factor that in for what it's worth. But um, I would take the over, man. Like, I'm not going to bet against that guy winning three more. And what if he plays 15 more years? If that guy's not going to win three. I don't know. I, I To me, it's a high number. But when I wrote that on the outline, I'm like, well, if I put three and a half, everybody and their mother would take the over. So it's got to be four and a half. I would take the over. I would, I would hesitate because I think it's probably going to be right around that number, but I would, I would take the over. Yeah, I would
0: take the over too. And it's beginning to become the same situation where I'm not betting against him the same way you don't bet against Tom Brady. Right. You wouldn't bet against Tom Brady because what was going to happen? He's going to prove you wrong. You bet against Mahomes. He's going to prove you wrong. I think he gets over. I think five's probably the right number realistically. Um, Obviously, we've talked about how difficult it is in today's NFL. You you broke down the free agents and the salary cap, this, that, and the other. It's it's difficult. But he is the clear-cut best quarterback in the NFL. He's entering his prime, right? He's entering his prime.
3: Yes, he is. So, he is 27 years old.
0: I, I think three more makes a lot of sense. Um, I would also take the over. I'm getting to the point. I'm not betting against him the way I didn't bet against Tom
3: Brady. I think mean, that's that's right. That's the correct uh, analysis. Look, I I have seen a lot of great players in my life. That guy is just on an entirely different level than ninety nine point nine percent of them. Like, look, I would say that Brady's the greatest quarterback I've ever seen in terms of he's got seven titles, he beat Mahomes in the Super Bowl, all the rest. Mahomes is the most talented quarterback I've ever seen. And it's not even a contest. Like, you get every once in a while I'll have somebody arguing, like, what about Rodgers? It's like, what about (laughs) Rodgers? Like, I'm sorry. Can you – like, Rodgers, he's not – how can I word this? Rodgers' physical gifts are close because he has a ridiculous arm and he he could run when he was younger. But Rodgers, the one missing component in my opinion, and maybe guys around him would tell you I'm wrong, and that's fair enough. Mahomes inspires guys in a way, in like real time that you just almost never see. Like you saw with Brady. To be fair, you could see with Manning at times. Rodgers, it's a lot of like, especially as his years gone on, like the me, my, and I show a little bit, where it's like, well, it's just kind of about me, and and we're gonna we're gonna pay a lot of attention to me. Whereas like Mahomes. I think like the team almost is elevated not just because of his physical gifts but because he's simply there which is the ultimate compliment. Like and not because they're scared like with the Bulls I think they were terrified of Jordan. I think they almost feel like they owe it to Mahomes. Like I we it's it's a it's a weird thing to say about a bunch of professional athletes but I truly believe there's some of that.
0: Well, if he saw a post game, he went through the entire locker room, and maybe every quarterback does this. But I'm not trying to take a shot at Russell Wilson because he's had enough people come at him. Sorry, go ahead. But but if he did something like that, it would come off as phony. In my mind, it would come off as as phony, like posing for the cameras. When Mahomes does something like that, going up hugging Andrew Wiley, you know, just I don't say breaking down, but just you see the emotion shine through. It's legit emotion. It doesn't seem phony. It doesn't seem like it's for the cameras. It seems like it's something that he truly believes in, wants to give credit to these other guys. And that's what rings true. And I think why guys want to play for him, want to block for him, want to do this, that, and the other. He gets the best out of them. Uh, I want to get to into the future number two. Would you take the Eagles or the 49ers or the field in the NFC to reach Super Bowl 58?
3: The Eagles and the Niners. And I I know, you know, I, I put that out there because sometimes we have these like overreactions immediately. Like it's so hard to get back, right? Like whether or not it's the NFC or AC title game or the Super Bowl, it's so difficult. Allow me to be the first person to say this who covers the league. The NFC is an unmitigated tire fire in a way that almost is staggering the NFC North is a Rogers trade away from being the whack. Like, it's unbelievable. Like, I, and people are like, I'll tell you what, the Detroit Lions. Listen, man, I'm all for the Detroit Lions, Motown, all the rest of it. Those fans, God bless them. They deserve it, man. But, like, they're not going to the Super Bowl. I mean, I, I'm sorry. The NFC South, that's not even a real division. That's the worst division I've ever seen. It's unbelievable how bad those two divisions are. If Rodgers gets traded, and frankly, I think even if he doesn't get traded, the NFC West is the one division, like, all right, you got the Niners. The Rams should bounce back and be better. Okay, Seattle's respectable. We'll see what their ceiling is. Arizona, yikes. In fact, Arizona, I think, is petitioning to move to the NFC South and just make it a five-team division. <laughs> um, and then in the NFC East, like, the Giants are, are well-coached, but I think they need they need far more. The Commanders are not good uh the Cowboys are good but like what is their ceiling so like you look at the NFC and just go all right I mean who's going to challenge these two teams the Rams maybe if you'll love Seattle maybe and then Dallas I mean it's just yeah I would take I would take Philly and I would take San Francisco over the field to get back to the Super Bowl
0: yeah 100% not even close didn't even have to question this one the Cowboys have a very good team but it's Dak Prescott do, do you trust Dak Prescott? Do you trust anything Jerry Jones wants to get his hands into? I mean, he's the puppeteer behind this entire madness. No, I'm not taking the Cowboys. The NFC is just a very, very down division right now. We see it. They'll bounce back eventually. That's always the case. We we saw it in the NBA for so long when the West dominated. Now we're back to more of a – it's very fair. It's cyclical.
3: It's cyclical. You know, it's, it's a very it, good point. Well, but It's also, too, you have all the quarterbacks in the NFC, all of them. Like if Rodgers gets traded to the AFC with Brady retiring, who the hell's left in the NFC hurts and Stafford. I mean, look who, like if you want to, if you look at the NFC, if Rogers gets traded to the, to the AFC, if you get to the Jets or the Raiders, who is the second, who are the here, here? Here's a fun exercise. Take Rogers out of this. Who are the top three quarterbacks in the NFC right now? If Rogers is not involved going into the next season, Jalen hurts. Yep. Um, Oh, it's, it's unbelievable. It, it's, it's, it's Kirk unbelievable Cousins. It's, it's Kirk Cousins' top three. I, I mean, you got you got Hurts for sure. Yeah, And then here are your other candidates, in my not,
0: opinion. Dak probably is going to be top three. Dak,
3: yeah. Stafford. Yeah. Fields.
0: Oh, I'm not Goff, putting Fields in there yet. Goff? Kyler Murray. Geno? Geno No. I, I think – It's unbelievable. It's
3: unbelievable how bad it is. Like, hurts is the number one to me, and then after that, you go to like. Well, is it a noon game? It was a noon game for sure. Kirk Cousins, Stafford's involved. Yep. (laughs) I gotta tell you, I think my answer to it would be I would take Stafford when he's healthy as two, and then I'm with you on Fields. I gotta wait on that. Bro, it's between Goff and Geno Smith. Like, and I and I think, I think I would take Geno Smith. <laughs> like, no, take... Uh, no, no,
0: no. I'd go Kyler Murray. Realistically, just oh, based no, on talent. Talent. Oh
3: my god, no! Oh come five.
0: on, come I, on!
3: You can't find a coach.
0: Nobody Daniel a coach Jones. Him.
3: Where where where's Danny Dimes? <laughs> Not there. But dude, it's unbelievable. <laughs> Like if you if you then took Stafford and put him in the AFC, what is he eighth? Like it's insane.
0: Oh, at best. Um, I, I'm seeing some Brock Purdy. I no, no, not no, yet. I, th- that is the no. I mean, they made Nick Mullins look good. No hate on Brock Purdy. He stepped up, but we saw what happened for under sure. pressure. Um, immense respect for Brock Purdy, but I, I think he could put a plethora of quarterbacks as as a 49ers guy and they'd have success. I don't even know if he's better than Jimmy G. Um I still think Trey Lance is going to be the guy week 1 next season but that's a story for another day. Let's get into into the future number 3. Would you take the Chiefs or Bengals or the field to reach the, to reach the Super Bowl in the
3: Super Bowl 58. That's the tougher one. Cuz yeah, she's loaded. So the question, Chiefs and Bengals, you could you can either take the Chiefs and the Bengals or the field to get to the Super Bowl. I would, I would probably take those two teams because of one reason. It has nothing to do with Cincinnati <laughs> because of Mahomes. They're, they're, first of all, they're always in the AC title games. Like if history just continues to follow suit here, like, well, you got a 50-50 shot, right, minimum, and if Burrow gets there, now you've won your bet. The bills have to be factored in. Does Jacksonville have to be factored into this? Are they? Or do we feel like they're still too far away? Man,
0: they're getting close, but I just – we're going to have to see some off-season moves, but you look yeah. at that roster and you look at the Chiefs, the Bengals, the Bills, there's a wide gap. I mean, the, the Jags are in the same category as the Chargers, in my opinion.
3: Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. You know, I'll I'll go a step further for you. I think there's a pretty decent gap between the Chiefs, Bengals, and then the Bills. Hmm. You know, man, the Bills are kind of starting to enter that realm for me of like, yeah, you can, you can, they're like, here, this is the way I'll put this. They're like that kid in grade school when you're going out for recess, who was like a sixth grader, who was, you know, a buck 90 and just bigger than everybody else. And they could like beat up on the, on the kid who's like two years younger and take their lunch money. But then the other kid showed up, who's also a buck 90 and that kid just pummels them into the ground. Like, the Bills in the playoffs, it's it's not been good. Like, it, you've had three years in a row now where the Chiefs or the Bengals have knocked you out. And in two of those years, you've gotten plowed. One time in, in your own building. And in the other game, you had to hold on to a lead for 13 seconds. Like, I'll say this for the Bills because Mark Johnson says, hold on now, Matt, Josh had a really bad game. He's generational talent. Mark, uh, it isn't about Josh Allen. I'm not. I'm not at arguing that point. I think Josh Allen's top three quarterback in the NFL right now. If I had mm-hmm. to pick, I'd go Mahomes, Burrow, and, and Allen. One, two, three. Okay, and Hertz I think would be four for the record. But, but I don't love their coordinators. Their coordinators, like, you look at – the Bills have no plan offensively week in and week out. And defensively, they're fine the regular season because they can out-talent teams. And then they get in the playoffs. And every year they've been in the playoffs, allegedly Frazier's their defensive coordinator. They have been absolutely lit up by an elite quarterback. Every single time. The Bills also are going to lose some pieces. It's going to get harder for them now. Look, I'm not saying I don't think the Bills could get to a Super Bowl. They could. In fact, I would argue that they are the biggest challenger to the Chiefs and the Bengals. But I also do believe – that, yeah, man. Like, those two teams have separated themselves a little bit. Like, I would take the Chiefs or the Bengals to beat the Bills in anywhere they played them in the playoffs. So, I think you have to say there's a separation there. At least that's my my way of saying it.
0: Yeah, I would agree. I would say in the regular season, give me Buffalo. In the playoffs, give me the Bengals. Give me the Chiefs. Yep. I just think I think they they have proven time and time again. Now, at least these are the teams that have have got it done. So I will go with the Chiefs and the Bengals over the field in the AFC as well. I will also say the Chiefs have made a tough decision already. They now have Mahomes on a non-rookie contract. They had to make a tough decision of letting Tyreek Hill walk. They had to make a tough decision of letting Tyron Matthew, your defensive yeah. vocal leader, walk. They've retooled, ended in a Super Bowl. The Bengals, they still have, what, one more year, two more years technically of, of Joe Burrow on a rookie contract. Yeah. Yep, it's time to pay the piper for for Josh Allen. This is going to be the year where we finally see what this Bills team does going forward. The Eagles have multiple years left because of of Jalen Hurts on a rookie contract, although he was a second round draft pick, right? So they yeah, also so only he, have so two he's years, got one year left, or one year left. Yeah, so I think the Bills have a lot of questions to answer this upcoming season. This for them is going to be the biggest test. Eagles and Bengals still have the QB on a rookie deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, although we will see with Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, how the wide receiver, uh, oh. Jesse Bates at safety. There, there's a lot more
3: questions. They, they're they going to have to answer some because Bell and Bates are two safeties. They're both free agents. Jermaine Pratt, who's an excellent linebacker, is a free agent. Um, are they going to cut Mixon? They could. P. Ryan's a free agent too. Hayden Hurst is a free agent. Like, they got guys. They got to answer to. And Higgins and Burrow are for extensions. What are you going to do? I mean, the one thing about the Bengals, they do not throw out guaranteed money. They don't. They're going to have to now. Now, if they're going to sign Burrow. They're going to sign Chase. It's about all these other guys. Who are they going to pay? Are they going to pay T. Higgins? Are they going to pay Jermaine Pratt? Are they going to pay Logan Wilson when he comes up for a new deal? Are they going to pay for another contract to Trey Hendrickson? You know, I mean, that that's thats the stuff. The, like, you don't know. You, don't, you wonder with them. Like, what are they going to do? Um, but, listen, I think those two teams at this point have elevated because of the coaching. By the way, the one one other point uh, to make here quickly. So Arizona, it was kind of reported widely that they had locked on to Gannon as their next head coach before the Super Bowl. And then the Super Bowl happened. And now there's all this talk about, well, the Eagles are making a push to retain Gannon, which I wonder where that's coming from. Um, That might be more like Gannon's agent being like, yeah, I don't know. He might go back to Philly. He really loves it there. (laughs) And then. There's also this talk all of a sudden about, like, you know, who's really still involved though. Lou Anarumo. If the Chiefs beat the Eagles' defense so bad that it actually gets Lou Anarumo to the NFC, that is just a, a brilliant double dip by the Chiefs. <laughs> it's like, I mean, talk about a side benefit of winning the Super Bowl. Um, but it's listen. I think I think right now we've got to realize we got free agency ahead of us. We get the draft ahead of us. I mean, people are going, teams are going to make trades. There's so much stuff that's going to happen. But yeah, I. I looking at the rosters and the way the conferences are set up, I do think there's a high likelihood, especially free agency being really down this year. I think there's a high likelihood that those teams that have been there, kind of the blue bloods, if you will, the last couple of years, I think they're probably going to be again.
0: Let's look into the future. Number four is Jalen Hurts, a top five quarterback in the league for you. We're not talking about future. We're not talking about future outlook and potential of guys. We're talking about right now, this year, Top five quarterback. Is Jalen Hurts top five quarterback?
3: You know, man, before the Super Bowl, I would have said no. I would have said he's top ten. I would have said maybe probably in top eight, something like that. Yeah, dude, he sold me in that game. Like, I'm a big believer in in both in life and in sports. You reveal who you are when the when the crucible's at its hottest. Who are you? You know? And I, I not to get like philosophical on this, but like you find out who your friends are when when it's not easy. When things are hard in your life, it's real easy to be somebody's friend when everything's just rolling and it's good, you know. Hey, man, you know my buddy's making 150k and we're, and we're you know we're popping bottles at the club because we're we're all 25, and he's making a bunch of money as a lawyer or whatever the hell it may be. What happens if he gets laid off? He you know, loses his job. You know, are you still hanging out with him, or are you just hanging out with him because you could pop bottles. Like Hertz, in that moment, he showed you who he was. He was. Awesome in that football game. And, you know, a lot of young quarterbacks, man, when that game was 35-27 and it was really getting away from Philly, that could have easily been a spot where, hey, he forces a throw, he, you know, he goes in the tank a little bit and the Chiefs pull away. Hurts was awesome. So, yeah, man, for me, he's top five. If you said to me, you got to start a team with a quarterback right now, I would start it with Mahomes. My second choice would be Burrow. My third choice would be Josh Allen. I would take Hurts over Herbert right now, man. Yep. Like, maybe that seems dumb, whatever. I, I would – Herbert's never won a damn thing. Like, every time they're in these huge games, what happens? The Chargers piss their pants, and you walk away going, yeah, man, I love Herbert, but, like, wh- what? what is that? The Eagles got it done – until the very end and they fell short. I would take Hertz fourth. I'd put Herbert fifth. That'd be my top five.
0: Yeah, I'd go Mahomes, clear-cut number one. Anyone else who's trying to say someone's above him, those conversations need to stop. Uh, I know they should have stopped before the Super Bowl. They definitely should stop now. It's Mahomes. I think Josh Allen... And Joe Burrow or that 2-3 range, I'm probably higher on Josh Allen. I think he played a lot of this season injured, which is why we saw some of the errant throws, some of the poor decisions. Uh, I, I've always been a big fan of Josh Allen. Um, just this talent level, if we're going just talent level, I'll go Josh over uh, Joe Burrow. But I, I like Hertz 4. Hertz is for sure above Herbert. Is
3: Herbert even five now? Is Trevor Lawrence above him? I yeah, think Herbert's well, you five, can, you but- can make that call. You can, if you want to talk Trevor Lawrence, you can talk Trevor Lawrence. I, I want to see Lawrence do it like now. I like in other words, I want to see her, him to continue to ascend a little bit more. But he did beat Herbert in that game, and like that was a pants crapping man. Like it just it is what it is. Okay, um, Herbert. By the way, and we, like, this is another conversation the another day. Herbert's a really interesting guy to watch here because. This season coming up, like if Hertz has a year, for whatever the reason, you know, Super Bowl hangover type thing, whatever, they, they they maybe don't live up to expectation, made some injuries. He got to a Super Bowl. Like there's some grace there. If Herbert, if like, if they don't make the playoffs or something next year, or they go into the playoffs, one and done again, especially if he didn't get the contract. You start looking at that going, all right, look, now what? Like is, is Spanos going to start trying to pinch pennies here? Because he's like, hey, man, well, you know, what have we won? You know, all that kind of crap. Or how does that shake? Everybody knows he's really talented, but at some point, you got to, you got to win. By the way, another guy, literally, I was just about to say this, and Richard Wilson says the disrespect, Lamar. I was literally just going to bring up Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's on that edge too, but I got to be fair, man. Like in the playoffs, it's been kind of a mess. And I'm a big, like, You've got to do it. Like you've I don't care that you look great in week two against the Cardinals. Like I I I would put Lamar. I'd probably put him sixth. And you could argue with me. You want to argue about Herbert. That's cool. Like that's totally fair because Herbert hasn't done Jack. But I I would take Herbert over Lamar to start my team. I would. But you could have that argument and it's totally fair.
0: Yeah, I would too. And I think you're looking at the contract situation play out and that's fairly telling as well. If you're seeing how it's played out and they're still having conversations, do we, or do we not sign him for a large sum of money? Do we make him one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL, the elite QB range that tells you something? Yeah. He won an MVP. He had a great career, but it's a lot of individual numbers. I'm not hating because he's had to throw to Demarcus Robinson and Sammy Watkins as his one and two. He had Hollywood Brown and as, as his number one wide receiver for the chunk of his career, he's not had the weapons, but when you have a QB who's typically run first, they have their entire offense predicated around that. You have to have a good defense. You have to have a, uh, you know, run block offensive line. You have to have, you know, money sunk into four running backs and a, a high paid fullback. That's how it's run. So we'll see going forward. But I, I think Lamar Jackson, in my mind, is probably six.
3: Yeah, it's fair. That's fair. I think, uh, look, the AFC, though, my God. I mean, outside of Hurts, all the top quarterbacks are in the AFC. All of them. It's, it's incredible how deep the conference is. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it, it'll be fun to see where Lamar Jackson goes. Does he stay in the AFC? Does he go to the NFC? Where does Derek Carr go? This offseason is going to be very, very intriguing. But right now, I know you and myself, we try a lot to keep our our homerness out of this. But we're riding high as Chiefs fans. The fan in me is absolutely thrilled.
3: Of course. Listen, I mean, I covered the game. I was there. I was talking to the players after the game. And, you know, listen, I always say when I'm doing my job, I take my fandom out of it because I do. I, I, some people are, I've been asking, like, is that really hard? It really, honestly, it has not, it, it's not for me. I, I can, I can write and report on the games and the teams. and it, It's not hard for me, Um, but let me tell you, watching that game internally, I was dying inside. Absolutely. I, I was, I was. Now when I went down and talked to the players, it's all business. It's all business at that point. You know, the fan in you, it has to leave the second you go in, you do your job, but watching the game. Oh, I mean, ha, come on. I mean, my heart was beating out of my chest, you know, as that game's coming down the stretch. So it uh it, it's amazing. I mean, if you're a Chiefs fan of any age, my God, I mean, you know what you've what you've lived through, okay, to, to get to this point. It's like that Shawshank Redemption of what is it uh, five thousand five hundred yards of, of you know foul smelling. You know what, like uh. the crawl to freedom. That's basically what it felt like with this team for twenty five years of fandom. So. If you're a Chiefs fan, live it up and enjoy it. I will tell everybody, because I saw a handful of you guys like, well, you know, what are we going to do in the draft? Bro, don't worry about it. (laughs) Don't I mean leave that up to people like Sterling and I, who do this for a living, who will like break that down for you. And we have to kind of focus on that. You're if you just look, if you're a teacher, man, and you're like your job is nothing to do with football, bro, enjoy it. Don't even, I, I mean, just wake up, listen to us. Listen to us because please police keeps employed. But, like, <laughs> by all means, man, other than that, like, don't worry about it. Like, just soak it up. Go to KC Beer Company. Get, I know they don't sponsor this podcast, but they sponsor Aronatic One. Well, it's good enough for me. they got that arrow red lager that uh, Sterling and I helped to uh, create, so to Undefeated speak. Undefeated since we made our beer. Insane. Just, just throwing that out there. So, listen, it is just live it up. Don't worry about, you know – what are they going to do? Burton's a free agent. Like, just it, it's, it's okay. Like just, it's okay. 15 is not a free agent. They're fine. Um, so enjoy it. But uh, what's going on in your life other than the unbelievably obvious?
0: Well, it's a sad day. Shave out, of, save out my mustache. This is going to oh be gone. God. The the playoff stash. People aren't going to recognize
3: the milk carton anymore.
0: Right. <laughs> it's a couple more days. I don't know. It's going to be today, tomorrow, someday soon. The mustache will be gone. It was a playoff Wally. mustache. It served
3: well. Okay, served... You just Grew it for the playoffs. Yeah, it served me well. Okay. Served that the picture of well. that you put on Twitter at a bar. Oh, you like I, that? I have to admit, to you—it's one of the greatest pictures of a human being I've ever seen. Like, thank it, you. It looks like a painting. Thank you. Yeah, hanging the Louvre, dude. Who took that picture? Your girlfriend? Yeah, she took it. <laughs> okay, well, tell her kudos, man. That picture—I saw that picture. Dude, I like—I tweeted. I had like ninety tweets that I deleted. Before I sent, eventually, just wow. Like I was, just, like, I was gonna tweet something like really aggressively insulting, just to be fine. I was like, nah, I can't. Yeah, um, but man, that was that was funny. It's um, the camel hair
0: blazer, the stash. It's amazing. It's one of the greatest. The Korea.
3: I mean, you look like the guy from Dos Equis. You know, that, the famous like yeah. Um, actually, you know, we can look at look at that photograph. It's unbelievable. It's one of the greatest photos of a person I've ever seen in my life, right? <laughs> like, it's—I—I uh, I, I almost called it something I really shouldn't have called it on, a, on a podcast. But it, it, that photo is—that's an aggressive photograph. Yeah, uh, I would imagine you know, the ladies are going to like that photo a little bit. There, it's uh, very classy. Uh,
0: I call. said, if we need a Burt Reynolds documentary, come on. He's five eleven. I'm five eleven. If you count the hair, okay. I sure. mean, that's who doesn't? I mean. <laughs>
3: I'm 6'2". I'm 6'2". If you count the hair. Um, <laughs> no, that's right. Uh, but that that's one of the great pictures ever. That is hysterical. Um, and are you going to the parade on Wednesday? Yeah, I'm thinking about it. Uh, so I do Sports
0: Talk Radio here. Our station's going to get a little little sanction, little little section out there thinking about going. I'm nervous, though. Got a basketball game that night can't crush too many uh too many beers and then go try and shoot some hoops <laughs>
3: come on man i i thought about right after work today just getting amazing going to kansas City so she could see the chiefs in person because that's like her like life ambition but it's a seven hour drive each way man and i i just i don't know if it got it in me after after my trip back from phoenix yesterday my trip to India in two weeks and <laughs> you got like... a place to stay pal I, Bull, no, oh, believe me, you were going to be getting a phone call. Hey, man, we're <laughs> coming over. Like it was, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I, I did think about it. I, I also kind of am a little concerned about the amount of drunkenness there for a five year old. You know, some guy is just like aggressively urinating on like a bike rack. Is there? Like, oh, I got nowhere to go. Like, I, I'm a little concerned about that. She'll learn. She gotta learn eventually. Well, she's gonna learn, but at five, but prefer she doesn't learn. I you know, I mean if, if I mean I don't care if the players are inebriated because she's not gonna know any damn difference. I, but like, but you know, I'm I'm more worried about, you know, Johnny, who's at the bike rack, who's at 12 Miller lights and doesn't want to lose his spot. He's like, oh, I'm just gonna piss on the road, like great thanks, man. You know, I'm I'm a little worried about that guy more than I am like how many beers Travis Kelsey has. I've kind of factored in that Travis Kelsey's gonna have about 38. So it is what it is. Um, I will hear. We can leave it on a funny story here as we wrap up. So I said do you remind me of the Dos Equis guy in that in that uh, in that picture. So for the there it, it's amazing. So for those of, of you who remember that that guy in that Dos Equis commercials, that was a campaign they ran for like years. It was like I don't always drink beer, but when I do, you know, I drink. To, and he's like this classy, classy guy. So my buddy and I used to always. I'd either either you know mimic the guy mock the guy whatever like when we were in our early 20s and we went to a tgi fridays as 20 year olds do uh, for a classy dinner with our girlfriends at the time and on the way in there we see this big cardboard cutout of the dos equis guy and so we're you know we're there we must have actually been 21 because we were having a few drinks and we're sitting there we're like yeah man it'd be funny as hell if he took that thing and we didn't that night. but We ended up going back like two nights later with a buddy of ours, watching some game. Premeditated. And we <laughs> we, we walk by it again. And we're like, we're, "We're taking it. I don't care. We're taking that, that thing." Right? And it was like in the like the little like the vestibule between like the front doors and then like the next set of doors to like actually going. And my buddy just grabs this thing and takes off running for his 1993 Toyota Corolla, and it like won't fit because it's too long. <laughs> So he just drove away with like one of the doors open, like leave until he didn't have to fold up the Dosecki's guy. Clearly, theft of property. Um, it resides to this day in my family's lake house. When you walk in, there's the Dosecki's guy. <laughs> it lives. Uh, it, it does live. My mother, when she has a few too many, takes pictures with the Dosecki's guy. Like whenever she has like friends over, like they just, they're like, they're always like toasting with the Dosecki's guy. Um, so he does live. And my buddy who did that, who thefted property, is now a police officer in that same town. So <laughs> it, it's come, it has come full circle. Um, but oh man, I always it's just like I remember like we just <laughs> we were sitting there all over dinner, like, we're taking that thing, right? Like, oh yeah. Yeah, we're taking it. Like <laughs> just, just grab it and run. And uh yeah, man. It, 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 that thing is now like 15 years old and it's still, it's still mint. It has endured the years.
0: Well, yeah, statutory limitations have to be gone by now.
3: Oh yeah, I mean, listen, it's petty theft. I mean, the damn thing, what is it worth? I remember our thought process was: a, nobody's going to care; it's a cardboard cutout. B, it's petty theft; it's a misdemeanor, not a felony. And C, his buddy was or his father, also a police officer, so like, maybe pull a favor if we need it. <laughs> uh, I it, uh, it worked out. It worked out. I remember the waitress when we did it was just like laughing. He was like waving to us. No, it was not. It wasn't exactly like a, uh, a a getaway car. It was more like, "Oh, look at these morons. That's nice. Uh, thank you," because we were going to throw it in the compactor on Tuesday. So uh, it worked out for everybody involved. But yes, uh, Dosecki's lives, and that that picture certainly uh, has him living on even more than normal.
0: Can we bring back the funny beer commercials? Like what happened? Please. What happened to the you know the was it Coors Light and Twins? I love quarterbacks eating oh. dirt, pom poms, and <laughs> Can you Stewart's imagine fans, that Coors, commercial Quint now
3: and Twins. <laughs> that commercial now would go over a lot differently. <laughs> a lot differently. What
0: about the Miller Light? Uh, you know, better taste, less filling, with the the people um, scantily clad in the in the water fountain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think those would all cover well.
3: Now, now there was a few back then like they had the Budweiser with the frogs, right? Yeah. That, that was a classic. Had, real men
0: of genius was the ultimate. Oh my
3: god. These Mr. Golf Ball
0: Washer and Vinner. Oh yeah. Which one did you
3: Golf Mr. Ball Golf Washer? Ball Washer and Vinner. Have you that ever was a seen great the one, one? Have you ever seen the one? If you haven't, my God. Everybody here, I'm telling you right now, the second the show's over, go on YouTube, type in real men of genius. You'll be you'll thank us both. You'll be there for three hours, laughing. It's so hard, you can't breathe. <laughs> Have you ever seen the one, the 80 SPF sunblock wear? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's my all time favorite. You know, if the sun fails to go down, you'll be ready for it. Uh, it, it. It's that and the taco salad inventor, I think, are my two favorites. Oh, yeah. Mr. Mister... You know, it's a 12,000 calorie taco. It's a 12,000 calorie salad. Is it healthy? Of course it is. It's a salad, isn't it? Like, I'll tell Mr. you, Mr. Armchair Quarterback. You know more than the
0: guys who played football their whole life. Andy Reid in the Hall of Fame. But you, Mr. Armchair Quarterback, 13 beers deep, no more.
3: Ar- arming, a- arming our team with game-winning tips such as, that sucks, throw it. <laughs> and in the background, you got to throw it. <laughs> yeah. i caramba. Yeah, I mean, dude, there are – those commercials, and it, I don't know. I think this was local to the New York market. But when I was in probably high school, they had these commercials where they did it like, um, like a guy calling a horse race, and it was, and it wasn't, it wasn't Bud Light. I, I think it was like, actually, I don't. I think it was a beer, but I don't think it was Bud Light. But they did it like it was like, and Johnny comes home late from the bar, and and Maggie's furious, and now she's shutting the door, and then, but here it comes, I'm sorry, I was late. And it, it, dude. They, I'm telling you, these commercials, and they would go you on know, like, and down the stretch comes, I just want to sleep in my own bed tonight, but it's going to be on the couch by a nose and don't expect <laughs> breakfast in the morning. And, uh, dude, it, they did those commercials. It, actually, I think it was for a horse track. I think it was like for a betting track. They were, if they came on and like you were about to get ready to get out of your car, you're like, no, 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 I'm staying. I've got a minute. Like it. <laughs> They, those and those romantic genius commercials. But yeah, man, a couple of, couple of those old school commercials. Somebody brought up the Hardy's commercial that had like Kate Upton and like Genevieve Morton in it. Yeah, that's not. If that happened today, Twitter would actually light on fire. It would be, oh my God. It would, it would be, uh, people would actually levitate out of their bodies. It'd be like, it's exploitation. I mean, it would be, it, people would go crazy. Um, hey, exploit me, okay?
0: I'll, I'll I'll pop my my top off and eat a Hardy's burger. Pay me, come on.
3: Also, <laughs> I gotta tell you, like if you like a if you're like let's just say you're a big Hardy's fan, like that's your game, okay? And you're a huge like I love Hardee's hamburgers, cheeseburgers, whatever. Like you're going to Hardee's either way here, right? Like I, but now I think now there'd be like a push, big. we're boycotting Hardee's, we're going mm-hmm. to Jack in the Box. Right? Like it would just be like. It would be great, but in any yeah, event. We're,
0: we're boycotting, boycotting Hardee's, and we're going to go to Carl's Jr.
3: <laughs> That's right. That's right. Also had some interesting commercials. Uh, I, yeah, those days, it's a bygone era, folks. Um, but uh, before Sterling and I get ourselves fired. Um, listen, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at this. I don't care for the Super Bowl commercials. I just – I've never – maybe now it's because the Chiefs are involved. So I'm like, man, I just, I can't care about this. Like, I'm, I'm, yeah. I got so much other crap in my mind. Whereas like over the years when the Chiefs were like six and 10 every year, I'm like, all right, Super Bowl commercial. Um, I feel like that was probably more like when I paid attention to the commercials. Now I just don't care as much. Um, I'm the
0: same way. When your team plays in it, you're sitting here going, I don't care. What was the best commercial? I don't know. I didn't really care. I wasn't was paying on. attention. Halftime yeah. show. I don't care. I'm sitting here, Chiefs, get a stop on third down. Is Rihanna going to come out and, and get a stop on the third down? That's, that's what I was thinking. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So, and, and honestly, too, I'm at the game. So, I like the last handful of years, like, what does it even matter? Um, but uh, in any event, all right. Hey, listen, everybody, thank you so much for being here all year long. And of course, we're not going anywhere. We will be here um, throughout the offseason, all the rest of it. But thank you so much. Being here, being part of Stack in the Box, this has been a huge year of growth for the podcast. We went from starting a YouTube channel to having over 6,000 of you subscribe to it, which is just wild. Um, I know a lot of you also listen to Arrowhead Attic, so thank you so much there as well. I'm not going anywhere today. I have uh, I have a mailbag to do on uh, on the Arrowhead Attic side of things, so you can check that out this afternoon. That'll be going up live. Uh God, I can't even tell. I I, I am so worn out. I, is, it, is it in an hour from now? It might be an hour from now. It might be two. I, who the hell knows? I don't know. Uh, it's this afternoon. So, page. It's, uh, it's it's 1 o'clock Central. 1 o'clock Central. That, oh, my God. I mean, sorry. We got lunches. I haven't eaten today. All right, listen. Hey, thank you so much. If you're a Chiefs fan, congratulations. Your team just won the Super Bowl. If you're not a Chiefs fan, better luck next year. Sterling Holmes. I'm Matt Verderam. This has been Stack in the Box. Thank you so much for joining us today and every other day. And we will see you again next week.